Hello and welcome to this podcast, Not Forgotten, supporting people with cancer during COVID-19. My name is Jenna Mullett and I work in the proposition team at UNIM and I will be your host today. We know that receiving a cancer diagnosis is hard enough at any time, but the current pandemic can make this even more difficult. Macmillan estimates that there are 125,000 people of working age diagnosed with cancer each year. And for those people and anyone with cancer at the moment, things haven't just stopped because of coronavirus. At UNIM, we are very much aware that cancer is still affecting the lives of many people as we continue to pay income protection claims and critical illness claims. And our vocational rehab team continue to support individuals and their employers with support, whether they're in work or needing some support to return to work. So we've brought together experts from our valued partners, Maggie's Cancer Support Centres and Reframe to share their most valuable advice and guidance. Both provide essential services to people experiencing cancer and their families and have adapted their services to ensure they continue to connect and support, even in these unprecedented times. So let me introduce our speakers. Roseanne Finch is Support Team Manager at Reframe. Reframe provides clinical, practical and emotional support for individuals experiencing cancer and people caring for their loved ones. This service is at no additional cost for Unum Critical Illness customers and if you would like to inquire about their services after the session you'll find their contact details on the accompanying resource sheet. Roseanne can I just ask you to say hello and introduce yourselves please. Thanks Jenna, yes we're really pleased to be part of this podcast today. Uh, My name's Roseanne and as Jenna said I am the manager of the client support team um, responsible for all the staff who interact and support our clients I come from a medical background, um, but my area of expertise is understanding clients' needs emotionally and practically and working with the team to adapt the way we work to bring the most positive gains for our clients. Thanks, Um, Suzanne. Um, Maggie's uh, is a chari- is a charity providing practical, emotional, and su- social support for anyone affected by a cancer diagnosis. And during this difficult time, Maggie's are, are not able to see people face to face at the centres like normal. However, they are still me- very much available. So, um, Trish Morgan is the centre head of Maggie's at Oldham. Can I ask you to introduce yourself as well, Trish? Oh, hi. Um, Hi, Jenna. Um, Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Um, My name's Trish Morgan. I'm the centre head at Maggie's based in Oldham. Um, Maggie's, yeah, is a cancer support charity um, and um, will support anyone that's been affected by a cancer diagnosis. So that's not only the person themselves, it can be their family, their friends, um, their employers at work. And um, I've been in post for just over a year, um, but Maggie's Oldham has supported over 20,000 visitors since we opened our centre in Oldham. There's 26 Maggie centres across the UK, all providing support for anyone um, that needs us. And uh, most importantly, you don't need an appointment, you don't need a referral, you can just drop in and access that emotional, practical and psychological support whenever you need it for as long as you need it. My background um, is as a nurse for over 30 years and for the last 20 years when I worked for the uh, local trust I was a um, a cancer uh, specialist nurse in the area of uh, bowel cancer and research. 
Great, thank you. I have had the privilege of being able to go to a couple of the Maggie centres um, and they are beautiful. So let's hope we can see them open again sometime soon. Yes, um, definitely. So thanks very much. Um, it goes without saying, really, thanks very much for agreeing to be part of this and giving up your time because I know you're both very busy. So let's get stuck into the content. Um, we'll be discussing topics based on common inquiries that Maggie's and Reframe have both said they've seen in the past couple of weeks. However, we, we do recognise that every person will have unique circumstances and we can't cover off everything. So following this podcast, we will be sharing a resource sheet of the practical advice and guidance so that you can reference it again and share it with others if, um, if, the, if you need to. So firstly, I wanted to talk about the emotional impact of living with cancer during the current pandemic. Uh, whilst we've we've all seen, we've all experienced some impact to our lives, for those affected by cancer, this impact is going to be so much more significant. Um, cancer can be extremely lonely, uh, even if someone has the physical company of others. It, it may be really hard to truly convey all the worries and emotions that are being experienced. And there might be people listening who will be impacted directly by having to self-isolate for an extended period due to the heightened risks currently associated with cancer treatment, or those indirectly impacted because they're the carer, friend, manager of someone in isolation. And currently, support networks we know are going to be probably very limited and there might be some people not in contact with anyone at all. Um, whilst researching for this podcast, I actually spoke with a friend who's currently managing someone, a girl of, of 27 years old who's self-isolating while having cancer um, treatment. And she's only really left her house for treatment in the past three months and has really only seen her parents during this time. Her whole social network of friends is off limits. Um, the world suddenly feels like a really dangerous place um, and people that who, who she can see are, are quite nervous to be around her and of course because of the government advice others are staying away when the thing she's craving the most is is the closeness and support of people she loves so Trish I'm going to come to you first um, at Maggie's you must have heard from a lot of people in similar situations to this um, what what advice can you give to those impacted either themselves or for those around them? Um, what support is available to help people stay connected really at the moment? Yeah, so I mean, you know, these are unprecedented times and nothing that anyone sort of experienced before. Um, and, and council will still be here really once the COVID-19 has, has gone. But at this time, it is so, so difficult for anyone, I think, that is going through a cancer diagnosis, but also their, their friends and their family. And here at Maggie's, we're still supporting, you know, people, cancer support in any way that we can. And, and that is through that emotional and practical and psychological support. But the support that we're giving is just in a slightly different way. So um, we're available um, Monday to Friday, nine till five. Um, you can just pick up the phone and you can speak to a cancer support specialist. You can have benefits advice. Um, and also we're providing some um, uh, on social platforms, some of our practical support that, that we provide. A lot of people that are currently being self-isolated if they're on treatment a lot of the time the cancer side of things gets pushed to the back because of the the covid so they won't go out that if they're just going for for treatment they go for their treatment and then they go home and that self-isolation 
and seeing family um, at a time where they should be making memories and spending time with their loved ones has been taken away from, from them. And it's extremely difficult to get that support when you're at home on your own or if you haven't got access to um, certain social media platforms. So we can provide that at Maggie's by having video calls, by using other platforms such as um, Zoom and, and Teams for our support that we give. And that can be individual support, but it also can be group support. So some of our groups like the men's group and some centres are providing um, women's group and even some, some of the health and wellbeing programme that Maggie's provide um, can be done online. So we're still able to provide that support, which is really, really important, but in a different way. Yeah, and you mentioned to me that you've got some carer support groups as well and the drop-in kitchen table, kitchen round tables, is that? Yeah, so the, these were ideas that come out, obviously, of how Maggie's, as a, as a cancer support charity, was going to be able to still provide the support of people that would normally come into the centre to enjoy the centre and take some time out and, and just reflect um, by having... Um, some of the, the programme that we would normally do, like the drop-in, but around the kitchen table, like a virtual kitchen table where people can just um, log in and have a chat, have any concerns they have. Um, and also the other parts of the programme that we do, such as exercise and maybe nutrition, um, can be done um, on a, in, a, in a virtual setting. Great. And just in terms of any hints and tips for if you're somebody who's maybe struggling at the moment with the emotional impact or you are feeling quite lonely, but you're not you haven't reached out to anyone or even if you're someone who is caring or just a friend of someone who's impacted and you're worried that they're struggling and not and not reaching out what what advice do you have what sort of conversation starters are there or just something to just encourage someone to reach out if they maybe haven't done that yet i think it's um it's mainly to know that we are here for you we are here for you so it's to get the message out there that we still want to provide that support. So just to um, pick up the phone um, and speak to us. But there's also our um, online community um, at Maggie's that we have. And that website is um, is manned also by professionals um, to, to provide um, that support. A lot of the time when the centre's open, the hardest thing to do is actually to walk in through the door. Um, but once you've actually done that, um, you then join the Magley's family and, um, you know, we just want to get it out there that we are still here for people and, and just providing that support in just a different way. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. it's to encourage sort of carers, family members. And because Maggie's will support everybody, it doesn't matter who that person is. They might have just been affected by a cancer diagnosis. It could be a next door neighbour. It could be a work colleague. Um, so, you know, that support 
is for everybody um, affected by a, by a diagnosis in some way. And it doesn't matter when that diagnosis was either. OK, that's good to know. Um, just to, I guess, highlight um, some re additional resources. If you're a Unum customer, um, you do have access to uh, access to services from the Employee Assistance Programme, which also provides a wide range of wellbeing topics. And one of those is, is counselling. So there is short term counselling av available if people would like to access that. There's also lots of tools on um, resilience, mindfulness, meditation. And I've seen on the Maggie's website, you guys have a lot of that too. Um, so if you're struggling to relax, anxiety levels are quite high at the moment there are resources to tap into um, and the employee assistance program also have a, a toolkit that provides numerous resources for maintaining your mental well-being at the moment so do look um, look at, at that stuff as well all of that will be on the resource sheet thanks Trish that's really helpful so I think if we move on to some of the practical things that people have been asking about um, initially I think practical concerns involved things like obtaining food deliveries or medicine. But now some time has passed and largely these issues have, have hopefully been resolved for most people. However, we're now faced with the fact that elements of the way we're currently living might become the new norm for an extended period of time. And this is going to require some adjustment to the, the way we normally do things. So Rosanne, I'll, I'll come to you this time. What, what practical issues are you seeing people requiring support with? Um, and what, what advice have you been able to give them? Thanks, um, Jenna. Yeah, I think one of um, our areas of expertise is being able to adapt and tailor our service. And obviously, at the moment, that's been crucial, um, trying to um, help with new issues that people are coming up with. Um, some of the practical things are around um, support networks, which I think Maggie's have covered nicely. Um, and I'll echo that we've also found um, groups which are having online support in a different form, perhaps on a Microsoft Teams platform or, or buddy sites where there's sort of a, a joining up of people who've had similar experiences online. So we've been able to signpost some of our clients to that when they would usually be relying on a lot of support from their group that they're used to seeing on perhaps a weekly basis. Um, and around exercise, I think especially um, we all know exercise is good for mental health and mm. there are restrictions um, for particularly cancer sufferers on going out and um, perhaps the interactions that they would be used to it might have been that they'd need somebody to walk with them um, if, if they're if they're not particularly well, for example, and they can't even go out. So finding new ways of perhaps doing exercise, um, they might be um, seated exercises for sort of a range of abilities and depending on um, the cancer that the, the client suffers with, finding a particular podcast for perhaps um, some of our breast cancer sufferers around yoga poses, the, the benefits, but then the precautions um, and explaining those clearly to them um, and, and access to other videos. So a wide range of videos that um, include activities that others can get involved in so that you could perhaps do it with a, a younger family member if, if that was useful um, to you. Um, I think they're, they're two of the main areas of, of practical support. Um, I think the, the other thing is uh, back to this sort of feeling of um, being quite on your own and having to deal with this um, new situation and not being as connected to your peer groups or to your family and friends but then equally having um, different challenges with your family environment mm. and perhaps having 
some inside um everybody being a bit stuck inside especially if you're trying to work and there are some of our clients trying to work through this who've got children around um or or partners or a, a full house um and then when the weather's not good perhaps keeping them entertained is a bit of a challenge so um, we found lots of things that you can do as a family, which include things like a virtual museum tour of the Natural History Museum, um, lots of worldwide sites such as zoos and aquariums sort of offering um, offering viewing of, of their um, sites, which is quite entertaining for a lot of uh, a lot of our family uh, clients. Yeah, there's loads of stuff out there now, isn't there? It's um it's it's really good that we can access still quite a lot of good resources from from our the insides of our homes which is is nice yeah and i guess like you said there is there's that additional piece of whilst it's lovely to be at home with your family that brings its own challenges and there might be um conflict going on and additional stresses that come with it and like you said if you're working and and finding you're you're distracted um it's it's around finding a new norm in in terms of the way you you go about your daily routine and and you guys both of maggie's and reframe can can provide advice and guidance around that yeah 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 and and just to say as well a lot of our um, program that if centre visitors would be normally coming in to do things like you know yoga tai chi um and and exercise um are all things that improve people's health and and well-being um things like relaxation so there there are a lot of resources out there a lot of the centers are providing those um on social platforms that you know visitors can join um and again that's doing something potentially as a family um if uh, you know if everyone's stuck in together yeah so combined with the the practical elements that we've just discussed, I just wanted to touch on finances. Um, cancer is a is an expensive disease. Um, statistics from Macmillan say that four in five people are on average around five hundred and seventy pounds a month worse off, which is a huge amount of money. But at the moment, the uh, current pandemic might have seen an even bigger change in people's circumstances, um, depending on what's happening with with jobs um, or the jobs of their partners. Um, so we can't go into a lot of detail here as it's it's such a complex topic. Um, and the accompanying document has resources and practical tips for adjusting to any disruption uh, to income from LifeWorks, Unum and Maggie's. Um, so I just wanted to, to really mention in this part, I think the with finances in general, it's often difficult to navigate what's available and know what you're entitled to and also have the confidence to reach out for support or question even what you're being told when you're already in a quite a vulnerable position. Um, have you seen people having any difficulty with that? Have you got any kind of words of wisdom to to try and um, encourage people to reach out and get that support or find out what support's available to them if they need it? Perhaps, Trish, I'll come to you first. Um, yeah, I mean... At Maggie's, we we have our uh, benefits advisor, but we also provide support with regards to cancer in the workplace. And obviously, during these times now, there will be people that have maybe had a have previously had a cancer diagnosis and finished treatment, um, but their work are either you know causing problems or they don't know what to do with regards to government information because they're potentially still in that at-risk at group mm. um but they have concerns about you know knowing what to do from you know from that side um if somebody is 
at home and they're self-isolating and their partner or, or husband or, or whatever relative is also self-isolating but working then they're also a carer and a worker so a lot right. of the um, phone calls that we are getting is um, in relation to people that are wanting to go back to work but currently they finish cancer treatment and they have questions about going back to work um people that have been unfairly they think they've been maybe unfairly treated by employers so we do have lots of information regarding um you know cancer in the workplace for employers and also um for for staff as well yeah i was going to say if you are an employer rather than a, an individual you can you can still contact maggie's to inquire about what support you can offer your employees um yeah, certainly. yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and to add to that, if you are a UNAM, either income protection or critical illness customer, and you do have an employee affected by cancer, then you can access support via our cancer pathway and we'll be able to tell you all of the dis different support services we have available from our claims process to the vocational rehab team and anything in between. So um, do you get in touch, as I said, the, the details are on the resource sheet. Um, if you do have any questions about that, because there's just nothing worse than on top of everything else, having to worry about finances. Um, so I guess the, me the main message here is, you know, there is the support out there. It can be really confusing and that can put a lot of people off even starting to look at what they're entitled to. But there may be something out there that could make a real difference to your current situation. So, um, as I said, there's lots of information online um, from us, from Maggie's. So or just pick up the phone and, and have a chat with someone might be the easiest thing to do and they'll be able to signpost you to the to the right area of support. OK, so. Lastly, um, lots of people have been uh, have asked questions about their medical treatment. Um, at the moment, people diagnosed with cancer, um, it can feel even more frightening and, and uncertain because there's a number of scenarios people might be facing um, from a delay in treatment, stopping treatment early or concerns about travelling to the hospital due to the extra risks involved. Um, Luckily, the, the government has announced that they're reopening essential services with a priority for cancer support, which is really great news. Um, but again, circumstances are going to be unique for each individual and might vary depending on where you live. Um, so do you have any advice for people experiencing some of the issues that I've just mentioned? Um, what, what is your insight into this situation at the moment? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, a, a lot of our calls that we've had have been from um, patients that have heartbreakingly had their cancer treatment cancelled, um, have had delays in potential surgery, in investigations, yeah. but also those people that are on a follow-up programme so they've finished their cancer treatment um, and they're, they're on a programme, so they might need um, scans or blood tests. And all those things have been, you know, put on hold. So the, the people that have had treatment cancelled are obviously very frustrated, um, very angry and very upset um, because even though these are all individually um, seen, the 
decision to stop somebody's treatment um, when they have cancer will probably shorten their life expectancy. And part of that acceptance when somebody has cancer is, is very, very difficult. Um, because if chemotherapy is giving people a little bit more time, that, that time to spend with their family to make memories, and that's been taken away from them, um, they're very difficult conversations to have. And, and we, we, we have been getting um, a lot of those. It is on a very, very individual basis. Yeah. So I think, um, obviously, wherever you are and whichever trust you work for, speak to your oncologist, speak to your specialist nurse um, and, and speak to us. With regards to, you know, investigations and opening some of the... Um, like two-week wait pathways now again that will depend on your local hospital but it's just to be aware for the people out there that GPs are you know they're still open um, it's to be aware of the sort of potential red flag symptoms of a possible cancer diagnosis and to do something about it so GPs are still open um, okay they're not probably doing face-to-face um, -to -face, but they will be doing sort of virtual clinics and virtual appointments and then people will obviously be referred into the hospital and um, start up the investigations again. Yeah and if people are unsure about questions that they should be asking their consultants what advice have you got any pieces of information either Roseanne or, or Trish uh, around the sorts of things they should be thinking about when they do speak to their consultants or their GPs? Yeah I mean because a lot of people are going to their consultants appointments have to go on their own they're not allowed to take family members at the moment mm. um, it's preparation really so if you've got an appointment coming up is is write your questions down not not only um, sort of anything that you think that is um important to you no no matter how silly it is so it may be those and they are hard questions like if i don't have chemotherapy what is going to happen um is there a chance i could start chemotherapy again um and it, it's just to write things down no matter how silly the questions you think that they're going to be thank you sorry roseanne were you going to say something then um, I, I think I can only agree. We have very similar style um, sort of questions coming into us and concerns uh, and anxieties is incredibly increased because of delays or um, fear of reoccurrence. But perhaps a scan has been scheduled and that scan is now not taking place. So you've waited a year for a follow up scan and and you've got that sort of hanging over you. Um, we We spend a lot of our time sort of almost talking the problem through and doing what we can to alleviate some of that anxiety be that trying to get a, a doctor's appointment for our client um, a virtual one um, definitely a lot around preparation um, as Trish said so thinking about the appointment what you want from that appointment what do you want to ask and not not treading gently around questions that are really important to you as the, as the person um, it's your body it's your cancer and um, what you want to say is 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 vital. So giving people um, sort of the confidence to do that, I think that's that's really um, an important part of this. 
Yeah, and the same if you're a carer or a loved one of someone in this situation, trying to encourage them to do exactly what you've just said, try and prepare um, and as hard as it might be, just have that confidence to have some of those difficult conversations with their consultants. Yeah, quite. Um, <clears throat> if you are um, a Unum customer, um, for income protection, there is access to Help at Hand, which offers uh, free access to online GP appointments, a second opinion service and the mental health and physiotherapy services for employees and their families. So it's worth just mentioning that if um, people are struggling with GP appointments in particular as an issue at the moment, there is that service there. Um, and as a Unum Critical Illness customer, you also have access to a second opinion service by Reframe as well. So there are these additional pieces out there for you. So lastly, I wanted to touch on work. Work is good for our well-being. It provides a sense of purpose and routine and many people choose to continue working during their cancer treatment and recovery. However, there are likely to be side effects of treatment that need to be considered and there may be physical, cognitive and emotional effects that continue even when the treatment has stopped. So if you're an employer supporting someone with cancer or an individual either working through treatment or thinking about return to work, Unum's vocational rehab team can provide individual support and this can include advice on reasonable adjustments that you might need and a graded return to work plan. I used to actually work in the vocational rehab team myself so I know firsthand what an excellent service they deliver and details uh, can be found on the resource sheet if you want to know more about what work they do and, and how they might be able to support you. So as we come to a close, I hope the information covered has been useful. To recap, we've heard about all the wonderful ways to continue to connect with people at the Maggie's online centres. Roseanne talked about the importance of physical activity for your well-being and about finding something suitable for you and your current capabilities. Maybe even something the family can get involved in too if, if you're not at each other's throats too much. <laughs> and um, both Roseanne and Trish emphasised that if you are worried about your medical treatment, prepare your questions in advance and don't be afraid to ask. If it's important to you, then it's definitely not too trivial to mention. We seem to be in an ever-changing world at the moment and whilst we're all hoping for some return to normality in the near future, we also have to accept that we might need to adjust to a new norm. And as I mentioned at the beginning, one person's experience is going to be completely different to another. So whether you're an individual, a carer or an employer affected by anything we've discussed today, please reach out for support as we are still very much all here for you and we will continue to adapt our services as required to ensure that stays the case. So thanks once again, Trish and Roseanne, for joining us today. It's been really, really lovely to have you here. And thank you very much for listening to anyone who's out there. Thank you. Thank you.